0: Hey, everybody, it's Connor. Uh, This episode is a little bit different, as these things sometimes are, um, every now and then nowadays. So, we originally recorded this segment along with the 90s show episode, which hopefully you listened to. Um, But that was already like an hour long discussion, and this was completely disconnected from that subject. And we ended up talking about it a lot longer than I thought we might. And we just thought this was a good enough episode on its own uh, as a standalone. So um, the article I'm referencing is old at this point. You know, it was written in probably early February. Um, You can double check the dateline to be sure. But the issues that it's talking about, the documentary industry, um, the effect of streaming on documentaries, the lowering of the ethical standards of documentaries, um, and the proliferation of documentaries, uh, that's an evergreen topic. And it has no um no diminishing value just because we're releasing it a few weeks after we talked about it so we figured it was nevergreen evergreen topic and that we felt comfortable delaying the release of this episode as its own thing so without further ado this is that episode enjoy it a couple documentaries uh, recently um, and I in the course of talking about them I came across this article on Vulture about and it's it's a much bigger like read that I'm going to go through here um, but it's essentially so the, the article on Vulture is that the boom or glut in streaming documentaries has sparked a reckoning among filmmakers and their subjects um, like they're starting to become this thing that's happened um, where we've got, uh, with streaming documentaries that are on the rise. And so this article, just let me read you this. uh, Again, this is on Vulture, but this paragraph says, um, there is more money than ever, but it has come with expectations that didn't exist when the industry was closer in ethics and taste to public broadcasting than to Hollywood. The people agreeing to tell their stories are now asking for control or cash, leaving documentarians navigating a sense of responsibility or fealty toward their subjects, the demands of the algorithm, and their desire to make great work. For the audience, it has become almost impossible to sort works of art or journalism from glorified reality TV or public relations exercises. An HBO Max subscriber can scroll through the documentaries tab and find two movies about Lizzo that she herself executive produced, 41 films and series described as true crime, an Oscar-nominated movie about Russian dissident Alexei Navalny, and Wall Street, a glimpse into global star Mark Wahlberg's life as he juggles the demands of his personal and professional worlds and hustles to grow his expanding business empire. Hollywood is now showing signs of retrenching with budgets shrinking, filmmakers worry the problems of the doc boom could be exacerbated by a doc bust, and that the old-fashioned idea that documentaries could be trusted to tell honest, complicated stories may go down with it. So mm-hmm. we talked recently about senior and about how that yeah. was a documentary that felt um, unchallenging uh, to its yeah. subject. Yeah. We, we're not we're not hitting on the stuff we really care about as viewers. Like the promise of the premise seems to be we're going to get this reckoning of Downey senior and Downey jr about what his drug use and lifestyle um the effect it had on D- Downey jr as you know as a son mm-hmm. but we've also got stuff like uh val came to came to mind yeah. we talked about and, and it, it, when val came out there was like a big thing it's like you know he's he has control so like yeah it's a very it's a very heartening and personal documentary but like how much can we really trust its objectivity because it's it's so subjective because it's it's got his involvement there's also a couple like the couple that I watched I watched um I watched the Harry and Meghan documentary I was like mm. I'm not going to watch this I don't care about this that much and
1: yeah. then
0: I I watched like I my wife was watching it and I like sat down and was watching some of it and I was like oh this is interesting and and that one ended up being really really interesting Um, and then I recently, the most recent one was this Pamela documentary is Pamela, a love story is the name of this one. It's about Mm -hmm. Pamela Anderson. Um, and that one, the problem that's mentioned in that, um, in that article part, one of the problems is that there is a big element of self-promotion out of documentaries that there didn't used to be, um, when they were made by documentarians, um, now, Harry and Meghan don't direct the film. Pam Anderson doesn't direct the film. Um, and even Duchess, the Duchess Meghan was like, we picked this person to direct it specifically because we knew that we needed to give the story to somebody else and that she would make choices that we wouldn't make in portraying our lives. You could read that as false modesty. You could read that as honest and the documentarian just... I don't know. Um it made me think of also of a documentary called "This Is Paris." With Paris Hilton's self—I mm. uh, guess we'll call them auto documentaries now. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, you can call them self promotion. Uh, and hers was even on her YouTube channel, I think. Um, oh yeah. Um, but I talked about that one on this show, and I think I said something like, "I am going to applaud anybody who's going to." uh use the medium to control i say control in a good way to control the narrative mm-hmm. you've got Paris Hilton Harry and Meghan Pam Anderson you've had people these people specifically have had their life's narratives stolen from them for Pam Anderson literally you yeah. know her her whole life and career were defined by something private that was taken from her yeah. and a misperception and a willful disregard of her humanity by the press. Um, you should have heard the things they were saying to her in some of this old footage, especially after the tape came out there, her and Tommy Lee were out just like, um, and, and the, 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 the reporter, the, the camera, has, no, they're not reporters. The, the paparazzi were saying, they're telling her like, where's your kid at this hour? And she was like, "He's with my parents. And yeah. he was like, you're a drug fiend. It's like, what like it just completely yeah. you know and of course like I, the fact that they settled they, they they dropped they didn't settle they dropped the lawsuit because she was worried that she was going to miscarry again because she was pregnant with her with their second son mm-hmm. and they'd had a miscarriage because she was trying to do too much during that pregnancy and so she was worried <clears throat> that i'm gonna she was gonna miscarry her son dylan if they pursued this hurtful lawsuit any further And of course, everyone took that as a sign that like, yeah, they wanted it to get released. And she was like, no, I just I can't devote resources to this anymore. Yeah. Um, Harry and Meghan, same kind of thing. People, I think, are even broadly aware of what's of what went on with them. You know, Harry had like this seed of I'm not sure about all this. And then he met Meghan Markle, who he had a connection with. They married and through the course of their marriage. Started kind of breaking some palace norms, and it caused a lot of stress within the the royal family and along the British public and the expectations of the what's called the royal rota in the UK, the the accepted newspapers who have access to the royals, and they were like, we don't like this, and they made attempts to gracefully uncouple from it from the expectations about those things like where where we're we going to do the walkout to show our kids to the press we're going to do yeah. it to the hospital he was actually born at not this other one that you want us to go to just because that's the one traditionally that people go to or mm. what kind of colors Megan's going to have to wear to a thing or what they can and can't do just like stuff so yeah and the way that it was portrayed in the press um and so that documentary goes all the way through uh step-by-step like here's what happened here's what they said happened and here's how we tried to respond here's what was done here's how it was interpreted and so that one's a lot more and that's a series that's not a documentary that's a docu-series so that one it goes through a lot of detail and proof of the things that actually went down and it's Mm -hmm. way different from the public stories about it yeah all that to say i think you could argue self-promotion about anything you know, mm-hmm. Harry and Megan have this foundation or whatever. Um, you know, Pam Anderson at the same time that documentary came out, there's a book. And yeah. she's also, I listened to her interview on Armchair Expert. I was fascinated. I I think she's great. Like that, that was a terrific interview if anyone wants to listen to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess to me, it's all true. Like, I I believe those stories are valuable, even if they are told with heavy influence by the people themselves, because it's their story. Like, why shouldn't they have Mm-hmm. Influence, especially if they have spent their careers having the talent, tr- trusting people with their stories and having yeah. it be turned against them for those people's profit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also agree. Yes. The proliferation, the proliferation of documentaries on streaming has led to a too many documentaries. Yeah. Um, and B maybe a loss of trust in the medium as a truth telling. Hmm. It, it it depends, right? It depends on who's yeah. the, who who's who's the who's the storyteller and who's the subject, and yeah. who is it more important to is should there be a disagreement between the two of those people about what the story is, who wins and who wins? Yeah.
1: Well, so that that operates under the assumption that in a world where documentaries are inherently truthful about everything, I, I've never ascribe to that like i i don't think that documentaries are inherently more truthful than narrative or uh than fiction or than anything like i think that um i think that documentaries are designed deliberately in the editing process and written deliberately in the editing process um to tell what the filmmaker wants to tell um and that always means leaving out things that always means Uh, picking and choosing and leaving a lot on the cutting room floor Um, and and that's just the nature of the documentary so i've i've never put stock in the documentary simply because it's a documentary but but having said that there is an expectation because documentaries are more akin to like you know a news report that uh that there is some semblance of truth uh truthful filmmaking so so in other words yes we're picking and choosing yes we're leaving on the cutter room floor but we're doing it to tell a to to better tell the story we're telling mm-hmm. which is true right um so so it's this weird catch 22 where you're you're kind of stuck in the middle saying okay i know this is manufactured But I also know that it's manufactured to better tell a story because life isn't manufactured in such a way as to, you know, uh, abide by the three act structure. Mm -hmm. But you can you can do that with a documentary by rearranging scenes. This happened before that. This happens after this, whatever. And and sometimes jumping months, years in between scenes simply to to sort of streamline the, 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 the timeline of what's happening. Um, so all that to say, um, documentaries do have a veneer of being truthful, even if they are not. And, and I don't think people expect them to be a hundred percent truthful because they're all filtered through a filmmaker, um, which inherently makes them biased. Um, so, so, but, but they have an artifice of truthfulness because of the way that they're presented now, then you also have to take into consideration the, uh, the rise of reality television, Mm -hmm. which, which also has an artificial, uh, creation, like this artificial feeling of reality, this artificial feeling of truthfulness, though everything is scripted, um, so, I, I've never seen an episode of The Bachelor, but I recently watched <laughs> part of an episode of The Bachelor. Um, it was forced upon me. Ah. And and none of those things are truthful. No. Um, th- you cannot convince me that any of those that, 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 that the producers aren't sitting there telling those women how to react and how
0: to behave and what to say yeah um i've heard it, as much from people that like no there are like story producers on those shows and their whole job is to manufacture arcs and yes you know and and you, yep. you are telling people like you are here to be a character like you're yep. you're gonna serve this story like this yep. is it's it, it's it's almost mind blowing how untruthful reality TV is.
1: Yes, yep, yeah. and it's kind and, of like call, like calling
0: something organic. It's like we're not calling it organic. We're using organic as like a like a branding tool. It's like how is that not illegal? Okay, come yes, on, now. right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> well, and like to, to use that Bachelor thing for an for an example, um, the guy walk, uh, some dude walks in and he's like, "All right, ladies, uh, pack your bags because you're going on a trip." And it like cuts to the ladies, and they're like, "Woo!" And then he's like, "But it's a trip. It's a place you've never been before." And it cuts back to the ladies, and they go, like, "Woo!" And then he's like, "And the place you're going to is..." And the music's like, "Do do 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 do," Yeah. And and then it's like is and it cuts to a shot of ladies and they're like oh, oh you know and then it cuts to more people and oh oh right and then it's like they're building the tension they're building the tension yeah that tension wasn't there when they filmed it no right <laughs> not at all um because you, you can you can say ladies okay ladies we're going to <laughs> London, like you can do that in real life yeah. but there's no dramatic music no. and the, so you know what I'm saying like all of that's added and as if, a if
0: you know anything about editing too you can tell yeah. when like a, a mic is being suddenly clipped and silenced yes. so yes. as to tease out suspenseful so, beats like yeah, that exactly it's like that and, man is speaking a normal sentence and we are chopping it up and making it like 30 chopping seconds long. It <laughs> up. yeah
1: chopping it up and you can even tell <clears throat> that some of those shots the reactions of the ladies come from different parts of the yes. conversation oh it right? drives me off the wall because, <laughs> because it'll be like you're going to and it'll cut to somebody and then it'll cut back and you'll see the same person mm-hmm. like drop their mouth oh <gasps>
0: Doing something know, else. but but they
1: haven't revealed anything yet. So why did they change their reaction? Yeah. So all that to say, editing, music, whatever is 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 giving away the fact that this is not reality at all. Mm-mm. So the rise of reality television, which is presented as real, and yet we all know isn't, yeah. is also hurting the documentary because documentaries are presented as real, and and now there's an inherent distrust. In anything that's presented in a way that feels artificial or too clean or too perfect mm-hmm. because that's what reality TV does um so so i would argue that reality tv has hurt documentary that the streaming age has hurt documentary because it's really easy like it's really hard to sit down and write a film from scratch a fictional film from scratch yeah. shoot it direct it uh, and and edit it and release it it is um it is also difficult to do a documentary but at least you don't have all the pre-production right to deal with in, in, in the same way right. so so all that to say it within the streaming age yes i think that people have abused the documentary as an easy way to create content mm-hmm. and and they can slap a celebrity on it and say hey here's uh, here's f- freaking uh Mark Ruffalo making <laughs> salsa. This is his salsa recipe, and the struggle to, for him to enter his salsa into the salsa contest of 2023. And will he get the blue ribbon? And it's like, okay, this is all manufactured, and it's really easy to to you know, yeah, yeah. So, um. All you have to do is just find a celebrity and say, what do you do for fun? And they say, I don't know, i play video games. Okay, well, now you're going to do it competitively and we're going to make a documentary out of it.
0: Right. Like, I almost hesitate, like, as much as I'm looking forward to it, like, there is some apprehension for, like, that renovations thing that Jeremy Renner is yeah. doing for Disney+. Plus. Because yeah. I, right. I know that guy, like, flipped houses, like, while he was getting his early roles. And I know that, yeah. like, I mean, for Christ's sake, the guy almost died, you know, driving yeah. a snowplow up in Tahoe yeah uh, over the holidays and yeah. so like i i know that he's the real deal but yeah. i wonder too like do i want to watch a movie in essentially that like you know yeah. reality tv or hgtv format yeah with jeremy renner it's like boy i don't know if i want to see him edited that way (laughs) right
1: right well and and hemsworth had his docuseries about going places and doing stuff and then (laughs) and then momoa has the exact same documentary on hbo max and uh and then uh and then flipping what was the other one i saw recently um uh was it one of the uh, avengers
0: or (laughs)
1: yeah i think so what was it though mm-hmm. it was something anyway the, these things are just popping up more and more and more mm-hmm. and um you know it, just because it's kind of like easy
0: to to say okay well here's a celebrity let's make a thing yeah uh robert downey jr was on the um the age of ai thing for like the youtube oh that, yeah, yeah yeah that was cool though i, I, I yeah. liked that yeah yeah i watched tony stark walk around like actually talk to people who are actually using robotic hands for like amputees. Yep. I'm going to recommend that. Oh, that was pretty kick show. Stallone, Stallone has a
1: reality show coming out about his family. It's oh. essentially keeping up with the Kardashians, but it's Stallone. <laughs> it's all the Stallones. Him and Frank just
0: singing yep. over trash cans.
1: And I still don't know why the show isn't called Home Stallone, but whatever. <laughs> oh, man. That's,
0: <laughs> Dustin, that's a great title. Home Stallone. Home Stallone.
1: <laughs> and and it's it's sly on on the poster like, oh. well,
0: that's amazing, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know, but you know, whatever. I don't know what it's called. I think it's just called
0: like the Stallones or something. I don't, I don't know. know. That's trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I I um. I certainly don't want an ethical standard to be lowered for something like a documentary. But as you pointed out, like, well, I mean, it it was never objective, you know, like even journalism, like the objective thing is not fully objective. Like you still have a prism through which something is happening. Like, right. The thing about reality is if it's at all complex, it can't be totally subjective yeah, or, Sorry, can't be totally objective because the experience of those facts is different for each person.
1: Yeah, it's because it's because you can take something like it's raining outside. Mm-hmm. This is an objective news bulletin. It is raining outside. OK, that's objective. But the second that somebody tries to be a filmmaker about it and says it was a dark,
0: sad night. Mm hmm.
1: Up oh, well, now, like, all of a all sudden, right. was it was it that
0: dark? I don't. Now think it's sad. subjective, dark right? Just makes me happy.
1: Now, <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's now it's completely uh, biased, yeah. Um, because somebody decided
0: to describe it, mm-hmm. and the second it's described, it becomes biased. Just one and, little nugget of prose, and then it's suddenly, oh, that's not real anymore. Exactly,
1: and but but here is the thing: it's not that it's not real; it's that it's not. It's not that it. It's not objective, yeah. but you also have the moral quandary of, well, just because it's not objective doesn't mean it isn't true.
0: The, and the, and, the re- and maybe, the reason, maybe
1: it was a dark, sad night.
0: The reason, the reason reporters for, 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 from, from reporters on up to like, you know, essayists like, yeah, you want a writer, uh, aggregating reality for you. To to present it in a way that is appealing for you to digest. Yes. Because reality is a is a total mind fuck sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to digest and stomach. Digest with your stomach. It's a lot easier to 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 take it in and to process it when it's been arranged. And we don't even trust the simple arrangement of information anymore. Because we're like, well, the guy who arranged it, is he is he like a liberal, <laughs> you know, right, like, right, right, right. um, uh, so, or or you know, d- w- what shape does he think the earth is, you know, <laughs> right? It's it's almost yeah. like okay, I, I suppose, but like, yeah,
1: I mean, <sighs> I mean, because I mean, you, you see this every day more than I do, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of like, okay, there's a shooting on concord avenue mm-hmm. okay great got it and then at, but but the way that that's going to be presented is uh all was quiet on concord avenue until the neighbors yeah. were disturbed by a, a noise okay well now you're telling me the neighbors were disturbed and blah 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 right. that's great but you now you're it, you're 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 skewing my perspective of this as uh, now it's a nuisance right right whereas if you just said three people shot on Concord Avenue tonight. Right. Right. That, that's an objective truth, but you're going to spin it and make me try to feel something about it. And, and, uh, and that's where the line gets blurred. But yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I I like documentaries. I like docu series. I do like the opportunity to watch something like Harry and Meghan and go, okay. Like as, as you might expect, like, their experience of this event is different than what we were told was, you yeah. know, was the reasoning behind stuff. You could still watch Harry and Megan and they could tell you like, no, we were like harassed and no, yeah. here's what's normal. But even normal is really not that normal in this yeah. line of work. And you could watch it and go, you know, even a bad faith person could watch it and see all that and still decide, yeah, well, you're a bitch. And 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 like we, <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't care. Like you, right. yeah. And and a lot of the com, a lot of the um, panning of that documentary, the docu series from the British press. A lot of people pointed out, like, a lot of them reacted and said things about the docu series, like a docu series that that portrays them as as horribly hateful and mean towards these people. Mm. Their response to a documentary about that was to be horribly mean and hateful towards these people and this documentary. Yeah, but they're we're not hate- but, mean and hateful. But there are a sea of disputes about the facts yeah. in the, in that docu series. Sure, but it's like, well, I don't know what's true. I just know yeah. that like these people are saying, here is what happened to them. And yes, those people are wrote wrote a book and have podcasts and have like a yeah. development deal with Netflix to do other stuff. At the same time, like there is such thing as a as a bad faith argument and a good faith argument it's like all right well look in uh, in good faith like what if they're telling the truth that, you know d- 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 unless you're like a a royal partisan which less and less people are do you really think that these people like acted wrongly um yeah. even if they acted the way you think they did oh they blew off the queen what do you give a shit what, yeah, what the right. Would what 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 you care about the queen's feelings? But like right. what, even they weren't uncharitable towards queen Elizabeth. She, he was like, look, my grandmother has essentially has handlers and there's people in there making decisions for her about when we could and couldn't see her. And I'm not sure that that was totally in her control. Like he never wants, yeah. like he, he was very charitable towards his family. Um, yeah. It's sort of in between the lines that you sort of go, oh, well, then that means that guy must have done this. You kind of, he doesn't go like, my brother's a, such a fop or whatever the Brits yeah. say about each other. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah. I, I'll tell you this, just on a personal note, aside from the whole documentary thing, I, I, one of the reasons I connected with Harry and Meghan so much, that the the documentary, it was just a familiar narrative for me. Sure, there sure. There was a whole lot of, I understand this is how these things have been done in the past, I don't want to do that. And people yeah. reacting to them like, why Why not? What's yeah. your problem? And yeah. I sat there like, wow, I know how that feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know how that yeah. feels. And so, you know, maybe that's why I feel strongly that, no, 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 they should be allowed to tell people, at least to defend their... And the, and the reason is because essentially the official line of all of this stuff is somewhat defamatory of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, then we deserve the opportunity to go. No, this is what happened. Like, we're Mm. not here to make a pick a fight with the palace. We're not here to lobby you for donations. We're here to tell you, like, we're not uncaring people who are trying to upset the apple cart. We're human beings who found certain problematic, uh, um issues with the way that things have always been done in an institution that isn't um in the best interests of every person within it yeah. and shouldn't continue to operate the way it's operating and yeah. we simply want to be free from it and they made it sim- really difficult for us to do that um i don't know that's a low yeah. it's a low stakes issue to me it's just like well then why would someone lie about that you know right yeah. Harry's not running True. for prime minister, right. and Defending his character, he's just saying, "Like, look, I'm a normal dude, and I just want you to know, I'm not like a stupid idiot." Yeah, right. Okay, and and yeah, my yeah. wife's a really cool, good person. So yeah. By the way, you know who comes out looking really great in that documentary? Who's that? Tyler Perry. Really? Tyler Perry. When they they were so the, the palace revoked their security at some point, mm. and people knew where they lived on Vancouver Island. And they had people like walking up to their gates, like poking around their fences and stuff. They had no protection at all. And this is when people were saying really racist things to Megan and to him as well a lot of a lot of threats mm-hmm. and they T- Tyler Perry contacted or they, they got in touch with him because he had reached out and be like, "If you ever need anything, yeah, let me know. They lived at his house for like six months or something, like something crazy. like they basically wow. like took refuge on his property in l a. Wow. He put like new fences up once people found out they were there. Like, he basically took them in and was like, Wow. Th- I think they said, Yeah, the first time our son walked was right over there, like in Tyler Perry's yard. <laughs> and and, wow. and so I was like, Okay. Like, yeah, that guy's, yep. he was a stand up guy for them. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, yep. that's all that. So, if you want to watch yep. that, that's on Netflix. Uh, Pamela's on cool. Netflix. Um, Val is on who? Uh, Amazon. Amazon. I think. Yeah. Um, what else did I mention? This is Paris is on Paris Hilton's YouTube channel. And mm-hmm. um yeah, all the other stuff is there's lots of documentaries everywhere. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. That's gonna be it for tonight. Sweet. I think. Okie dokie, Dustin. All right, ma'am. Cheers, cheers medoules. Cheers, McDougals. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's our new, our new catchphrase. <laughs> McGoogles is huh. my name. <laughs> Was my Google is just name.